Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of the show. Enjoy. My name is Jeff Martin. I am the CEO and founder of Collective Genius. We build high-performing teams for venture-backed technology companies. I'm based in Thousand Oaks. You know, the world I live in is companies that are pre-seed to like Series C and, you know, in, I kind of live in that world. And those companies haven't stopped. They yeah. haven't stopped. So many companies that I've been working with have been doing amazing over this period of time. Obviously, they had to make a lot of changes and, and figure out a new path to get to where they want to go. But the purpose, the why, the reason yeah. why that they started these businesses... That's, you know, it feels like they're even more empowered to like accomplish that vision that they have. They just needed to change what they're doing and how they're going to do it. So I really think those companies have been, and those founders and those teams have been moving ahead and and doing really well. And I think it's just going to grow and continue to do that. And I think we're going to see a lot more people. I think, you know, I know people have Zoom fatigue, but I think it's amazing. Uh, You know, every call I have now is a Zoom, you know, where I would have had a first phone call with somebody and yeah. then maybe we'd have a meeting or we just go straight to zoom. And I think yeah. I've developed so many more relationships so much faster. Um, it's kind of sitting in like a virtual coffee shop all day and just meeting new people. I think it's been a positive thing. I've had to change what I do and how I work as well. Like right. our planning sessions, I used to do face-to-face with the whole team in a room. You know, we couldn't do that over the last nine months or how many, how long this has ever been going on. What a month, a, a year. And so I, you know, I do, yeah, I've been doing those on zoom. And I've actually found some innovation around that where I break up the sections and I give them pre-work. And like, I think we're, we're actually having better success with the teams in the format that we're doing now than we did uh, in the past. That said, I think there's also a lot of like companies that are, you know, anytime there's, you know, people laid off and things like that, you know, some people really grip onto doing their own thing. So I think there's going to be some new entrepreneurs out there. Um, you know, people looking for new opportunities and seeing opportunity. And LA is not shy about trying something new. You know, I don't think other, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. People are much more conservative about going out on your own and doing something. You know, they, they, you know, across central U.S., they call them entrepreneurs. Out here, you know, we call them founders, right? Because they find things, they find ideas and they find people and they find capital and they find all sorts of things that they need to, you know, create these companies. Hi, my name is Josh Gutman. I'm the founder of Donut Labs, and I help the Caltech ecosystem create great companies. I'm based in Santa Monica. So right now, it's mostly 
direct one-on-one outreach with alums and students because it's one of these things that I can actually use virtual in my favor because it's a lot easier to go you know, talk to people one-on-one in this environment and there's no like travel time. I don't have to worry about scheduling. I can do a bunch of them back to back to back. So I've spoken so far with about like 70 alums who have started companies in Caltech. Although I'm missing a few, even from the LA area that I haven't been able to get in touch with yet. Then just trying to understand students better. What do they know? What don't they know? What can they do? What do they want to do? And even though I didn't graduate that long ago, 14 years is still enough where there's a very big difference between like thinking you know what like this generation wants and actually talking to them and understanding it better. And what do you see as the future of Donut Labs? I think eventually it'll be a kind of Caltech-focused accelerator for the community and hopefully fund as well. I think there'll be lots of great companies coming out of the ecosystem over time. My goal isn't even to start that stuff this year because I kind of want to prepare the ecosystem, kind of build a stronger community. I think good communities feed upon themselves in a very positive way. And so I kind of want to just keep that cycle going and build it up. And right now you're solopreneuring it or do you have a team? Yeah, it's just me. I mean, no one else is really willing to work for the pay I'm going for right now. So <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you monetize Donut Labs? I think eventually an accelerator can get returns over time that are very real and trying to bring in partners for that to kind of help fund some of the operating expenses. But you know, I've had a very successful career on my own. And I guess this is like a mix of giving back. I do think it's important that it can make money to be sustainable over a long period of time. You know, things that make money get to get the privilege of continuing to exist and things that rely on outside funding are always struggling to continue. You know, it's always on someone else's whim or decision. And when you say accelerator, that means somebody joins and goes through your program. So what does that look like? And is that separate from the resources that they can access in general on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. I mean, the resources I'm definitely trying to make highly available, you know, without any kind of restrictions or available to students. I think this is the accelerator is more geared at like actual companies that, you know, have something figured out they want to work on and it'll be a more structured program, you know, to help companies get to the point where they're ready for, you know, other outside capital, but this will obviously come with some fundraising on its own. And what were you doing before? Like what inspired Donut Labs and what were you doing before? Are you still doing it now? No, this is the only thing I'm working on now. I mean, I was working at a startup that was kind of remote. I started during COVID. I really appreciate the opportunity they gave me, but you know, it was just not a perfect fit for me. And I spent most of my career in finance doing like algorithmic trading, working with a lot of other Caltech alums actually there. And I kind of, I guess, appreciate working with Caltech alums a lot and kind of the unique environment that creates. But I think in hindsight, Thinking back, even on my own experience, I would have really enjoyed working for a startup or starting my own company, but I wasn't set up to be ready for that. Or nor did I even know that it was a possibility. Like I would have even just from a basic definition of the words, not even known what it would mean to be an entrepreneur or to be a startup founder. Hi, I'm Jessica Chang. I'm the CEO and co-founder of WeCare. We are an early childcare marketplace. I'm based in Mar Vista, Los Angeles, Yeah. So, you know, did a lot of tech stuff in college and then I did a lot of finance because that was kind of the thing to do when you graduate out of the business school. You're like, hey, like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go into finance, become an investment banker, hopefully make enough money to pay off student loans. So spent a number of years in finance. And then, you know, what really kind of got me back in was this was right after like the financial crisis. I was exhausted, working countless hours and really not getting much out of it. Had a great background, but I thought I was like, I really wanted to do something myself. And at that time, tech was doing pretty well. So that's actually how I went into technology. And then 
after I kind of got the entrepreneur bug of working in startups, I stayed in it. And really what ended up making me a founder was actually kind of more personal, right? I was doing, you know, real estate tech companies, healthcare tech companies, always loving to be in tech, but never a founder. And then I ended up actually getting pregnant. And then I realized how hard it was to find childcare, like really, really hard, probably harder than like, I was literally pulling like all nighters getting super stressed out. Cause I was like, there's nothing open. And I remember telling my husband this and I was like, there's literally nothing open. And if I'm going to go back to work, I'm not going to have any childcare. It's just not going to happen. And I remember talking to him about it and he was like, Oh, maybe we have to like quit our job. Like one of us has to quit our job. And I was like, well, I don't want to quit my job. (laughs) And that was kind of weighing really heavy on me because I was like, I've never been put in a situation where I had to really be like, I don't have a choice. It's either my family or my career. And that's actually what was the trigger point. I was like, okay, someone's got to solve it. And I think I can be the one to solve it. And that's actually how I became a founder of WeCare. What does your day-to-day look like, especially now? What does your pandemic day-to-day look like? I feel like I'm juggling everything in the air and hoping that something doesn't fall through the crack. So I've got two kids. So both my kids are really young. One's a toddler and one's a preschooler, essentially. And, you know, my day-to-day is getting woken up at like 6 a.m. in the morning by one of my kids jumping onto our bed. (laughs) That just naturally happens. Really cute, but like lack of sleep. And then it's about, you know, both my kids are going to WeCares. So, you know, this is, I'm a true believer of my own product. So, and then the day, like both my kids are in a WeCare and that actually creates a lot of stability for both my husband and myself who are like working super hard during this period of time. But we wake up at 6 a.m., we get the kids ready for school. And that's usually just a mad rush of like, oh my God, you got to have breakfast. Got to make sure you have lunch and then make sure you're dressed, wear your socks. It's a lot of that. And then, you know, sending them to school and then, you know, that gives us peace and quiet afterwards. So after that, we're spending, you know, a couple of hours just working on our day. Like my day is usually like as soon as the morning, like I start, I get my cup of coffee and I get flooded by emails from the night before. And I'm like, when do people have time to write these emails? Or I get Slack messages. So I'm like, okay, I got to spend some time getting those through the door. And then I'm just working on what I would consider like high level strategy ideas, talking to potential, some of our enterprise clients, making sure that they're happy. They always like to hear from the CEO, give some priority kind of parts. And then catching up with my team, making sure that they have everything that they need to be successful for the day or the week. Usually <laughs> by the time afternoon comes around, I probably forget about eating. So I'm like scrambling through my refrigerator to see what I can make off of like 10 minutes. And then it's kind of back to doing that same thing. And then around, I would say about 4.30, that's when I get my kids from school. They're a little bit hectic and we're trying to continue to work to around six or seven. They got to get food in their mouth, got to get a bath. They're out to sleep by 8.30. And then most of the time, me and my husband are back at work again after 8.30. But sometimes if we're lucky, we actually have some time to ourselves. So then it's like a nice bottle of wine and some Netflix and that's the day. (laughs) 
The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.